Blog Talk Radio. friend, Reverend Sean McCain, and I'd like to welcome listeners to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created just to focus on the tenets of Sunday, a special day to set aside some time for spiritual focus, meditation, and prayer. All faiths are welcome, and you all are welcome, and I'm really glad to see that everybody's been keeping up with our Bible study on in archives and uh, listening, and I want to thank you all for listening every Sunday morning. 
I'm a Christian in recovery, and all Bible readings will be out of my Ryrie Study Bible, but you can use any Bible you wish, of course. And I've had many spiritual experiences, and in gratitude, we have had these ongoing Bible readings and also read from other selected materials. I'm just focused on being my real self and carrying the message given to me. For the opening prayer this morning, let's say together, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you all for listening, and that uh, God bless you all this morning. And we also pray for all the Christians being persecuted worldwide. Their freedom to worship and lives are in great jeopardy. And we believe those whose lives have been taken and suffering from violence have become martyrs. And we also know now they pray for us. We pray for all those who are suffering from violence here and abroad. We pray for those who are sick in mind and body. And we pray for those who are lonely and uncomforted. Please, God, forgive us our sins. We pray for those suffering from domestic violence in their own homes and freedom from addiction from all kinds. Please, God, send your Archangel Michael to fight against evil and protect everyone and even lives that are taken for distorted and evil reasons. And we want, please, God, send your angels to watch over all of us, and thank you for sending that angel to me. Thank you so much. Our prayers go out to all those suffering in the world, including the animals that can't speak for themselves. And also we pray for the wisdom of our president and the rest of the policymakers, that they have many decisions to make, and we're praying for all countries with problems suffering all over the world. We thank you, God, for everything you've given us and everything you've left behind and how you've helped us. We also thank you, and God bless you in every way, everyone all over the whole world, and those especially who are listening here. Thank you so much for listening. We ask Jesus to bless us and help us grow under his care. We have a lot to learn while we're here on this planet, and we, we want to learn and grow and learn from our mistakes especially. And we keep everybody in our prayers and their families in our prayers. And also for those who have lost their lives in the police force, those who have just been killed in the streets all over the world unnecessarily, and we ask God to take their souls straight to heaven, God. And we also pray for the families left behind. We know how their loss is. We felt it ourselves. And we ask God in heaven to just help us, help us learn, learn, learn from our mistakes. And we pray for freedom from all this violence and threats and fear. Please, God, let us not be afraid and depend on you. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. And also, uh, if you don't have a Bible there at home, go to www.biblia.com. That's the best online source that I could get, but you might have another uh, page that you like better. But anyway, the opening music was by Save Vocal Group and the CD Native Angels by Save. And if you want to order a copy, go to Save, S-A-V-A-E.org. And they're, they are also on Facebook. They do live shows. And you can also listen to them on YouTube, and they have a CD on Amazon. Okay, so everybody, I didn't catch the people that had their birthdays today. So let me see if I can 
try to find that real quick. Um, and, you know, I, I every morning um, I wake up to uh, the news. It's not good. And um, it's uh, people are fearful. People are driving crazy around the streets, uh, just living off of fear. And some people are living off of hate. And we just ask that we please, please stay out of fear. To keep doing your jobs, keep doing what we're supposed to do, and most of all, keep praying and don't lose hope just because of all this craziness that's going on. Uh, it reminds me, I've been around for a while since the 50s, so I remember all the violence since the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, 90s, and these 2000s. And we're still here, we're still left standing. Not everybody, of course, but. I know this is all going to be for the greater good, and we pray that the violence stops. But unfortunately, I don't know if it is. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So it has to be in God's will that uh, something is going on on this earth, and it's changing rapidly. And I'm just asking that we all stay calm through this whole thing. Okay. Anyway. I would like to wish uh, people birthdays today. We have Debbie Sennett. Happy birthday, Debbie. And her husband has been uh, very ill, and uh, he's uh, recovering quite remarkably. And then we want to say happy birthday to Judy Stout. Happy birthday, lovely Judy. And also uh, Enrique Castro. We ask that uh, he have a wonderful and blessed birthday. So anyway, so let's get on. You know, uh, we've we've moved on in the Bible. We are now here at uh, – and sorry for being late, people. Sorry, I didn't mention that. Uh, anyway, we're on to Philemon now, and which is very close to one of my favorite books, Hebrews in the Bible. So Philemon, um, the question is, uh, let's read, first of all, what is going on with Philemon. Let's see here. I had it blocked out, but I have to go back again. Okay, Philemon. And this is from my Rivalry Study Bible, so I'm going to read it right out of the Bible. And its introduction was written by Paul, and it would be the date of 61, the year 61. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Philemon is one of the prison epistles written during Paul's last confinement in Rome. One of the Smiths, one of the, one of the millions of slaves in the Roman Empire had stolen from his master, Philemon, and had run away. Eventually, he made his way to Rome, where he crossed paths with the Apostle Paul, who led him to the faith in Christ. Now, one mistress, O-N-E-S-I-M-U-S, was faced with doing his Christian duty towards his master by returning to him. Since death would normally have been his punishment, Paul wrote this wonderful letter of intercession on this mist behalf. Philemon was not the only slaveholder in the Colossian church. So this letter gave guidelines for other Christian masters to their relationships to their slave brothers. Paul did not deny the rights of Philemon over his slave, but he asked Philemon to relate the principle of Christian brotherhood to the situation with, with that slave. At the same time, Paul offered to pay personally whatever Osmus owed, and this letter was not an attack against slavery as such, but suggestion was to how Christian masters and slaves would live their faith within that, that evil system. It is possible that Phil, Philemon did free Osmus and send him back to Paul. Uh, 
It's also suggested that Osimus became a minister and later a bishop of the Church of Ephesus. This is the most personal of all Paul's letters. So let's let's read this summary. And and thanks to www.smoop.com for there's some Harvard students that uh, do these summaries and 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 uh, I really enjoy it and some of it's funny and uh, anyway. Uh, Philemon, the great Christian or the greatest Christian? Idaho, here, Timothy too, and he just loves to tag along with these for these letters. This time, Paul's writing to his friend Philemon, uh, Epistha, and Arthas, but the bulk of this is mostly just a song. Here it goes. Paul knows how super loving and faithful Philemon is. He's heard all about it and is warm warmed by his heart, just thinking about all the Christians that have been inspired by Philemon's goodness. But really, Paul has a favor to ask here, and it's a biggie. But note that he's asking, not telling Philemon what to do. Even though Paul could totally command him, he won't. Smooth move, Paul. See, while Paul was in prison, yet again, he met with a guy named Osimus. He taught Osimus about Jesus, and Osimus became a believer. Hallelujah, right? But kind of. See, Osmus is also a slave who ran away from his master. Philemon, ah, now it's all coming together. While Osmus is in prison with Paul, he helped him out tons. Paul would have liked to keep Osmus here there with him, but he now decided to send him back to his former master. See, Paul didn't want to overstep his bounds and keep someone else a slave. He'd much rather Philemon just beat this arrangement on his own. You know, so he doesn't feel like Paul's forcing him or anything. Paul hopes that when Awesomeness comes back, Philemon will soon property as a brother in Christ. Paul wants Philemon to welcome him as you would welcome me. We're sure that's going to really go over really well with Awesomeness. And to sweeten the deal, Paul even agrees to pay any debts that Awesomeness owes Philemon. Paul is really laying it in here on the line. Philemon? He knows that Philemon will do the right thing, and he's just got to. Okay, you've got room to spare, right? Oh, and while Paul's asking Philemon to free his Christian slaves, he also hopes that he'll put some fresh sheets on the guest bed. Paul's coming to visit, and he closes by telling Philemon how that some of his fellow in- inmates and friends send their love and good wishes. See you soon, Phil. Yeah. Paul, we'll call you Phil. We can call you Phil, right? Anyway, so let's just. In the Bible. So if you get out your Bible, and if you don't have one, remember I said you can go to biblio.com and see Philemon. I'm sorry about messing up with these names. They have a lot of unusual names. Okay. The letter of Paul to Philemon. Greetings. Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, and Timothy, our brother. To Philemon, our beloved brother and fellow worker, and to Epipha our sister, and to Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in your house. Grace to you and peace to God, to the Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Philemon. I thank my God always, making mention of you in my prayers, because I hear of your love and your faith, which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints. And I pray that the fellowship of your faith will become effective through the knowledge of every good thing which is in you, for Christ's sake. I have come to have your much joy and comfort in your love, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you, brother. And therefore, I, 
Though I have enough confidence in Christ to order you to do what is proper, yet for love's sake I rather appeal to you, since I am such a person as Paul, the aged, and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus. I appeal to you for my child, Osimus, who I have begotten in my imprisonment, who formerly was useless to you, but now is useful to both you and me. I have sent him back to you in person that is sending my very heart, whom I wish to keep with me so that on your behalf he might minister to me in my imprisonment in the gospel. But without your consent, I did not want to do anything, so that your goodness would not be in effect by compulsion, but by your own free will. For perhaps he is for this reason separated from you for a while, that you would have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and the Lord. For then if you regard me as a partner, accept him as you would me. And then there's a pledge to Philemon. But, but he has wronged you in any way and owes you anything. Charge it to my account. I, Paul, am writing this with my own hand, and I will repay it, not to mention to you what, what you owe to me, even your, your own self as well. Yes, brother, let it benefit from you. In the Lord, refresh my heart in Christ. Having confidence in your obedience, I write to you, since I know that you will do even more than what I say. And in personal matters, it says, at the same time, also, prepare me a lodging, for I hope that through your prayers I will be given to you. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, greets you, as do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, Luke, and my fellow workers. And the grace of the Lord Jesus be with your spirit. I wonder if that was Luke. St. Luke. Okay, so now I'm going to read the notes. It says, A prisoner of Christ Jesus, better a prisoner for Jesus Christ, for his sake and in his service. Epistle is likely Solomon's husband, I mean, sorry, Solomon's wife, and Arachabos, his son. On churches and homes, uh, there's other notes in other chapters. It's First Corinthians. And then uh, Colossians 4.15. And then Paul could use his authority as an apostle to order Philemon. Instead, Paul used the persuasions of love, age, and his imprisoned state and simply appealed to Philemon. The name Osimus means useful and beneficial. By running away, Osimus belied, uh, belied the meaning of his name. Now, because he had been saved, he could live, live up to his own name. Again, on your behalf. Paul had kept him in Rome. Osmus could have been a substitute for Philemon serving Paul. The Greek proposition used here is clearly means substitution, as in uh, also in passages speaking about Christ's death. Okay, for goodness, Philemon's goodness is he decided to send Osmus back to serve Paul, and then a uh, suggestion of a deeper purpose of God's providence in Osmus running away. And then uh, a beloved brother, not legal emancipation for Osmus, legal emancipation because Philemon's changed attitude towards his slaves, who also now is his brother in Christ. And then, uh, charging my account, this Greek phrase means imputed, and it seems that Osmus's offense including monetary loss to Philemon in addition to loss caused by the slaves running away. Then Paul asked Philemon to impute or reckon Osmus' debt 
debt against Paul's account and to accept him as you would me. And a beautiful illustration of our sin imputed to Christ and uh, wherein God receives us in merits of his son. And that is beautiful. And then my own hand, Paul is signing this pledge he made in verse 18. You owe me even your own self. And Philemon was apparently converted in, under Paul's ministry. And then um, Paul expected to be released from prison soon. And then during Paul's second imprisonment, uh, Demas had deserted him. Wow. So Paul has gone on to uh, be imprisoned, and uh, hopefully he felt that he was getting out soon and needed uh, Philemon's help and understanding concerning his slave. And um, next week, we're in where I was waiting for, Hebrews. So we're going to be reading Hebrews next week, and I'm really happy about that. And uh, God's grace has carried us through so far, all through the Bible. And uh, I'm really grateful for that. I'm tired. I have been, I have been so ill and tired. I want you guys to pray for me so I can keep doing this. And then um, right now, let's read just a little bit. We're uh, moving towards closing, but let's read a little bit of C.S. Lewis, The Business of Heaven. It's daily readings from C.S. Lewis. And uh, let's do today's date. And um, let's see, July 24th. And uh, July 20, 24th. Oh, okay. It says monarchy and statecraft. It says Cornelius compared modern, modern Christianity, Christianity with the modern English monarchy. The forms of kingship had been retained, the reality has been abandoned. Why not cut the cord, asked Cornelius? Everything would be easier if you would see, if you would free your thought from this vestigal mythology. To be sure, far easier. Life would be far easier for the mother of an invalid child if she put it into an institution and adopted someone else's healthy baby instead. Life would be far easier to many a man if he abandoned the woman he was actually falling in love with and married someone else because she is more suitable. The only defect of the healthy baby and the suitable woman is that they leave out of the patient's only reason for bothering with a child or wife at all. Would not a conversation be much more rational than dancing, said Jane Austen's Miss Bigley. Much more rational, replied Miss Bigley, but much less like a ball. In the same way, I would be much more rational to abolish the English monarchy, but how if, by doing so, you leave out the one element of the state which matters most? How if the monarchy is a channel to which all vital elements of citizenship, loyalty, the consecration of secular life, the hierarchical uh, principle, the hierarchical principle, excuse me, splendor, ceremony, continuity, still trickle down to to irrigate the dust bowl of modern economic statecraft. So he's discussing of how uh, England is uh, benefited by having a queen. So if we read tomorrow, it would be St. James the Apostle. The New Testament contains uh, embarrassing promises that will we pray for the faith that we will receive. Mark is also most staggering. Whatever we ask for, believe that we will get it, it will get it. How is this astonishing promise to be reconciled with the observed facts and with the prayer of Gethsemane and the universal accepted view that we would ask for everything with a, with a reservation, if that will be done? 
as regards no invasion evasion is possible. Every war, every famine, every plague, or almost every deathbed is a monument to a petition that is not granted. At this very moment, thousands of people in one island are facing a, a fiat accompli, the very thing against which they have prayed night and day. But though much less is mentioned, it is surely an equal difficulty. How is it possible for one in the same moment to have a perfect faith and troubled or unhesitating faith, as St. James says, that you will get what you ask, and yet you will prepare yourself submissively in advance for a possible refusal? If you envision your refusal as possible, how can you have simultaneously a perfect confidence that you'll ask will not be refused? If you have that confidence, how can you take refusal into account of all? As regards to the most difficulty, I... I am not asking why our petitions so often refuse. Anyone we see in general that this must be so. And our ignorance we ask for is not good for us or others and not even intrinsically possible. Or again, to grant one man's prayer involves refusal of another. There is much here that is hard for our will to accept, but nothing that is hard for our intellect to understand. The real problem is different, not why refusal is so frequent, but why the opposite result is so lavishly promised. Shall we scrap the embarrassing promises as venerable art anarchisms, and then which have been outgrown? Surely, if there had been no other objection, that method is too easy. If we free, or we are free to delete all inconvenient data, we shall certainly have no theological difficulties. But for the same reason, no solutions, no progress. The very writers of the detective stories, not to mention. The scientists know better. The troublesome fact, the apparent absurdity, which can't be fitted into any synthesis we have yet made, is precisely the one that we must not ignore. There is always hope if we keep unsolved problem fairly in view. There's none if we pretend it's not there. Okay, so we hope, for hope, hope, hope for things not seen and pray for things that we have not, are not there yet and keep our faith. That's what I, that means to me. Lewis can be a little harsh and hard to swallow, but I like him. Anyway, God rest his soul, too. And uh, as we close today, let's do our uh, – God bless you, everybody, for hanging in there with me every Sunday. Uh, this has been an ongoing adventure, and I look forward to it as we move into Hebrews next week. And in closing, let's say the serenity prayer together. God Grant me the serenity to accept the things that cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. And in closing, may God bless and keep you in his loving arms that you may have the strength to face whatever is ahead. Remember, you're never alone. God loves you. May your best dream come true and true love live in your heart. If you have any concerns, remember, you can message me on Facebook, Charlene Simpson McCain, and love you very much. God bless you. Never give up. See you next week. Bye-bye.
Let's go.